2: All right. Welcome, everybody, to our latest uh, Hey Hoinsey live chat from Goodyear, Arizona. We've got Paul in the chat room. Uh, I'm Joe Noga from cleveland.com. Paul's joining us from Goodyear, and I'm sure everybody has a a, a bunch of questions about the Guardians. So uh, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it and and start taking your questions. I I will ask, uh, if you're in the chat room and you've got uh, stuff going on in your background, uh, maybe mute your uh, mute yourself, or if I I mute you manually here, uh, stay muted until you have a question. Then go ahead and unmute yourself and and fire away. Uh, if you you know how to use the um, raise your hand um, uh, function in there to, to do so, we'll go with that. Uh, but if you don't, we'll just uh, uh, start off. Uh, anybody got a question for Paul as as we're in uh, when Arizona? Don't be shy. (laughs) Uh, Tom, you were the first one in. Tom from Apple Valley, you were the first one in the room. So if you've got anything for us, uh, fire away.
0: Uh, Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, What are your first impressions, Paul, getting out there and uh, getting settled? Uh, How's the – I know it's early and probably everybody's pretty jovial, like you said on the podcast, but uh, any, uh, any news to report this early?
1: Yeah, n- nothing uh, big uh, you know, a few aches and pains. Uh uh, uh De Los Santos, has, you know, is coming back from pulled hamstring. Uh he threw a he was supposed to throw a bullpen session today. They it was cold today. It was windy today and uh, bad weather in Arizona, so they uh really hit in the cages and you know, kind of was a, a short day. Uh tomorrow is uh photo day, so that's, a you know, an early day where you know, all the photographers from around the state come in and and get the team pictures and you know the mug shots and everything. So you know that that'll occupy most of the day. And uh, you know they'll they'll go out and practice later in the afternoon. And and Saturday the uh, Cactus League game starts with uh, the season starts with uh, Cal Quantrill facing the Reds.
2: I know uh, photo day is always a fun day. Like every year, they have like uh, different different themes. Uh, the one year they, they had all the, the international players with their the flags of their home countries uh taking photos with them. And and they also do all of the uh the scoreboard shots and the videos that they use uh throughout the season at the ballpark. So it's it'll be interesting to see what some of the uh the different themes are. We maybe get some behind the scenes uh shots on social media there uh, of, of what they're doing in terms of uh the the photographs. But uh you said yesterday Tristan McKenzie threw uh some live batting practice and you got to take in uh, some of that. He was going up against uh some some pretty big names too, right?
1: Yeah, uh, Tristan struck out Jose Ramirez, uh faced uh, Amad Rosario, faced uh Josh Bell. You know, it it you know the the pitchers are always kind of ahead of the hitters right now, and it certainly looked like that. Uh, the one guy that was impressive was uh, James Karinchak. He threw after uh, McKenzie, and you know they had the pitch clock on. Uh, they have two pitch clocks on either dugout on the practice fields on every practice field, so you know they're getting used to that. And uh, we didn't see uh, too much of uh, you know uh, Karinchak uh, tossing a ball around or going to the rosin bag. You know he has 15 seconds to throw the pitch, so you know he was very efficient, very fluid, and uh, uh, I think he'll be all right. Like, there was some concern with me, at least, and Joe, that just how he'd handle the pitch clock because he takes he tends to take a long time between pitches. But he looked like uh, he was ready to go uh, yesterday.
2: I'm uh, I'm seeing some familiar faces from uh, from past and previous chats as we as we're in the room here. I, I recognize Bill. I recognize Gary and Greg. Uh guys, great to have you uh, as uh, as repeat customers here in the uh the chat. Uh anybody else uh, if you if you can use the uh the hands up function, uh if you've got a question, if not, uh you know, just maybe raise your hand in the room and and I'll uh, I'll, I'll go to you and, and uh, uh anybody else got a question for Paul? Uh, uh Greg, go ahead.
3: Fire away. Just uh, Outside question, Paul, uh, are you going to be around for the uh, spring training opener? Because I'm going to be there, and love to just say hi.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm going to be here for the opener. I'm. I'm. I'm going back uh, Monday, returning to Cleveland Monday, and then coming back for the last week of camp. But I, you know, I'll see a couple games. So yeah, definitely. I'll, let's uh, let's, uh, let's you'll hook up.
2: Yeah, it, uh, with the uh, with that gap in between when the majority of the games are taking place. Uh, We can still follow, uh, you know, the games as they're being played. Uh, Hammy and Rosie will be out there broadcasting and a few of the games will be on TV. So we'll get a a good idea from from that. But but Paul will be back when it uh, it starts to be, you know, important when they're they're making those final roster decisions. And uh, they're they're playing their exhibition games in Phoenix uh, before heading to Seattle. So uh, we'll have uh, have plenty of stuff there, uh, plenty of game coverage as well. Uh, Who's next? Uh, Bill, fire away.
4: Uh, I wonder if uh, there's anything new on the uh, issues with the uh, broadcast being available on TV with the uh, uh, Valley bankruptcy, etc., and also uh, any change in the radio and TV uh broadcast lineups the same commentators I hope in past years.
1: Yeah, um I think uh with the Bally Sports, you know, they uh Bally Sports and uh the uh, Diamond uh sports group that owns Bally Sports, you know, they they failed to pay that uh, they owed uh you know an interest payment on uh, february 15th now they have a 30-day grace period which runs probably till around the middle of march and uh, i think after that we'll we'll know a lot more about are they going to be able to continue uh to carry the games valley sports or uh, will mlb move in and uh, and the rights return to the uh, to the ball clubs and to the league Uh, and I, i think the last the second part of your question was the broadcast teams will they stay the same um, Yeah, well, yeah, I think uh, from what I understand, uh, you know, Rick Manning, uh, Matt Underwood, and Andre are are paid by Valley Sports. So, you know, I, I don't know if that puts that that if there's any question about that, but I would think right now that you know they they're out here. You know, Andre is out here, so you know they're doing work out here. They're you know they released the schedules. Uh, you know the broadcasting schedules for the regular season and spring training so they're going ahead with as business as usual so one way or the other if if those guys if you know if the games are carried and I think they will be I would imagine you know it's going to be the you know business as usual like uh Manning and and Underwood and Andre will do the games
2: yeah I I think the uh it, it, you're not going to have uh, a totally new crew of, uh, announcers or, uh, you know, sideline reporter or anything like that come in, uh, just because MLB would take the, take over the, the, the rights to the broadcast. I think, uh, they would want to try and keep things as, as close to normal as possible until they find a, a permanent solution to the, to the issue or find a, a buyer or whatever. But, uh, you know n- nothing's for certain I I, I certainly uh, think that it, this is probably a a point in the season where uh, where those guys are are probably a little nervous about it too but uh, I I can't imagine uh, going the entire season without uh, Rick Manning and, and Matt Underwood calling the games and, and Andre working on the side I certainly for my for selfish reasons because when I go out on the road those are the guys that I I sort of hang out with and I I chat with uh when we're in the dugout and, you know, in, in between times when we're not in the clubhouse. So, uh, you know, those are the guys that uh, they're, they're, they're buddies on the road. I I, I look for friendly faces. Uh, yeah. Certainly. How about the radio?
1: I think the radio guys are paid by the team. So that, I know that, that, that won't be affected underwood. I mean, uh, Hamilton and Rosie are they're, they're paid by the ball club. So, right. it, you know, so that, that, that would not, they would stay the same
2: yeah, they're, they're, they're employees of the club. And it says that in the, uh, the, the media guide. So, uh, who's got another question, uh, for, for Paul. Okay. Seeing, uh, none will, uh, uh, Tom, go ahead. Fire away.
0: Um, do you, Paul, do you think that, uh, I know he took a big step last year. Do you think there's another step for Tristan McKenzie to take this year?
1: Yeah, I, I do. I think, uh, you know, we saw him, uh, You know, from one year to the other, from, you know, what, 2021 to 2022, you know, really uh, control the strike zone, you know, cut down on his walks. I think, uh, you know – from now now this year to uh you know from 2022 to 2023 I think he'll continue to progress. I you know one area where Joe and I have talked a lot about is you know cutting down the home runs. He gave up a lot of home runs last year, solos but still a lot. So I think that's an area where he could improve and uh you know he, if you look at his batting average against, it's you know what it's like under two hundred. I think. I mean, he never gives yeah. up hits. He, but the hits he gives up are kind of they they they're painful because a lot of them go over the fence. But you know, I think this is a guy we we're we're, just, we're we haven't seen the best of him yet. Yeah, he's a three true outcomes pitcher, isn't he? It's either it's either a home run
2: or uh <laughs> or, or a walk or or he's he's getting the guy out one way or another. When he's locked in, he's as as good. Uh, I think uh, a young pitcher in the American League, uh, and uh, really, the, Paul hit the nail on the head. It's the home runs he keeps. If he keeps teams in the ballpark, he's going to win a lot of games this year. And uh, especially, he, he said he even said at uh, at uh, Guards Fest, uh, I asked him about playing with uh, a couple of gold glovers behind him in the field, uh, in in Miles Straw, Stephen Kwan, and and uh, even Andres uh, Jimenez there at second base. Uh he, he said he's, he's, he's very confident in the, in the defense that he has behind him. Uh, so just, uh you know, go out and pitch free and easy. And that's sort of the, uh, the approach that he took uh, for the majority of last year. And you, you saw uh, it's hard to think, you know, as his rookie year, his first year in 2021, 20, uh, his first full season uh, that this was a kid who, who actually went out there and said that he felt overwhelmed at times by the, by the, the crowd and the stadium in the moment. Uh, he, he handles everything now and, and he's he, he looks like a, a veteran uh, in the way he conducts himself. So uh, it should be fun to watch. Uh, who's got another question? Greg, go ahead.
3: So, oh, thank you. So I, I understand that Mike Zanino is catching and maybe biding time until Bo Naylor is ready to come up. And and I'm I'm an old timer, so I'm thinking about some of our guys in the past, like Sandy and and Jan Gomes, who were really not just catchers, but could really you know manage the game. And uh, wh- where do you see this? Where do you see our best prospect for for going to 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 have a catcher who can really manage the game as as best as we have had in the past?
1: Well, I think, you know, Zanino, that's his reputation. He's got some power, got a little more, you know, more power than Hedges and Mailey, you know, who both did a good job. They were kind of in the uh, mold that you're talking about, you know, uh, you know, handling a pitching staff, controlling a running game, you know, uh, and uh, I think uh, from his reputation, you know, um, Zanino is is that kind of guy. You know, he's a lot of swing and miss, but he's a little more offensive player than those guys. You know, Naylor. You know, we really haven't got a good look at him. I mean, you look at his triple A and double A stats from last year, what, 21 home runs, 20 stolen bases. It's kind of unique, you know, a unique blend for a for a catcher. Um, you know, he, he's here in camp. He'll be leaving, you know, in, my, in early March to join Team Canada for WBC. So he's going to miss some playing time there. And that's why that's one of the reasons he'll probably open in, in Columbus. But uh, they've got a bunch of uh, experienced catchers in in camp: Cam Gallagher, uh, Val- Valoria. Valoria. Uh, there's like four or five guys. So wh- one way or the other, they're going to have you know somebody. They'll find that guy to the right guy to to play behind Zanino. and it, so, and uh, they're confident that he's healthy and recovered from the surgery on his left arm uh, last last June, I believe.
2: Yeah. And, uh, on Wednesday's podcast, uh, Paul and I talked, uh, at length about the catching situation. Uh, and, and we mentioned, you know, Brian Lavastida and, and what his, uh, sort of future and what his role could be. Is there a, is there a future where you see both Naylor and Lavastida on the roster at the same time? Uh, I think, uh, ideally that's what the, uh, the club kind of wants is that both of them mature into their roles. Uh, but, uh, you know, La Vestita already had his clock started uh, by necessity last year, uh, making the club out of uh, spring training on opening day because Mailey was uh, was hurt and was behind everyone else. So, uh, you know, he's he's always going to be an option there because he's already on the 40 man roster uh, and you don't have to add him. Uh, you could stash one of those uh, veterans like uh, Gallagher or Valoria at uh, at AAA if they uh, they accept the assignment. So yeah, the the catching situation is really one of the only areas to to sort of monitor and watch for uh, any sort of competition because your 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 other starters are pretty much uh, set in the field, and uh, and maybe some uh, a couple of spots in the bullpen right now. Great question, uh, great question, Greg. Uh, I saw, uh, yeah, you, you go, uh, give us your name, uh, unmute, and go ahead and fire away your question.
4: How is um, Jose doing after the hand surgery? Is
1: he ready to play? Yeah. uh, You know, he swung the bat really well. Uh, You know, hes I don't think there's any restrictions on him. Uh, Terry Francona asked him, you know, if they wanted to uh, go slow with him, you know, at the start of the Cactus League season, which, you know, begins Saturday, and uh, Jose said, no, he's fine. You know, and uh, I think he made the decision. They were happy with the decision he made not to play in the WBC and I think you know they're in the back of their his mind, Jose's mind. You know he really didn't want to take a chance of playing in the WBC and maybe re-injuring that thumb. So they were very happy with with the choice he made. You you know that it's it's probably you know
2: bugging Jose a little bit not to be at that WBC because when you look at that Dominican roster, that's just crazy ridiculous uh, lineup. Where uh, I, I would have a hard time right now, uh, you know finding a spot for Jose if uh, if you've got Manny Machado already at third base and and uh and who you know you're you're uh who's who's the shortstop
1: on the team it was yeah uh, but, uh no uh oh God. Manny Machado and I don't I don't even know who the shortstop I, I know it's
2: uh oh, well now I'm blanking on the shortstop I'm going to have to <laughs> go back and do some research here, but uh, just their, their lineup top to bottom really looked uh, Julio Rodriguez at the top of the uh, the lineup and they had uh, Juan Soto batting second. And, and I thought, you know, wow, uh, uh, that it, it's just a, would be a real tough lineup to crack. Not saying that, that Jose Ramirez isn't more than up to the task to do so. So, um, you know, uh, probably a, a really good idea to to just have him sit this one out and, you know maybe he gets a shot in uh, in four more years if it's uh, if he's still uh maybe he gets a shot as the, the veteran, maybe a player manager or something like that as uh <laughs> coming back in, in four years. Uh all right who's got uh, another question there uh Bill fire away
4: uh following up on the uh catcher, catcher situation, uh, situation uh, uh what do either one of you think the new rules are going other to other do other other to other other change catchers, catcher's lives with right? the pitch clock and, and Possibly, possibly more stolen so base attempts with the, with uh, the uh, a, larger a large bases and so, and so, and so forth. For, for Catcher's going to have to
1: the, change uh, their, their game, their game at, all. at all. Well, yeah, I think they're you know stolen bases. You know they they're trying to increase stolen bases with the like you said the larger bases, shorter distance between second and third, third and short, third you know second and third. Um, so uh, yeah, you're going to have to have a catcher that throws. And especially, you know, with the uh, pitcher only, you know, being limited to uh, the two throwovers overs at, with the runner at first base, it's, you know, it, you're, there's going to be a lot more pressure on the, uh, on the uh, catcher and, and the pitcher holding runners. And, you know, just, they're going to have to adopt, adapt to the, uh, the pitch clock too. So, you know, they're, they're trying to open the game up offensively. And uh, this is one of the ways they're going to do it. And you're going to need a a catcher with a strong arm.
2: I want to know how uh, sports writers are going to adjust to this pitch clock and how sports writers are going to adjust to uh, having to have their game stories done. How are we going to make the adjustment? Because if these games are going two and a half hours, man, I, I, those, those are going to fly by. It'll be great to be you know out of the park and, and home before midnight every night. But uh, you want to talk about the game speeding up for uh, catchers and for pitchers and, and for base runners? Game's going to speed up for us too, Hoinsie. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get in condition for this. Uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, hey, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, and you know, Tito. Uh, the last couple of years, coming into spring training, everything's been, uh, you know, all about Tito's health and all about, you know, is he going to be able to get through the season? And and you know, he might be walking around a little grumpy because his feet were sore or, or whatever. Uh, what's your impression of Tito and where he's at and how he's feeling and And his approach to this season, we know that that last year, this young ball club uh, that that made a playoff run sort of rejuvenated him and revitalized him. Uh, But you know, it it seems like he's back to being the old Tito because after the last forty eight hours, he's he's had uh, he's had a wild ride. Yeah.
1: As long as he stays away from frozen pasta, I think he'll be okay. And uh, his, his dental, his dentist bills won't go up. I don't know. But yeah, he, Joe, he looks, he looks, you know, he's, he looks relaxed. He looks happy. Uh, you know, I think uh, like you said, managing last year from wire to wire, being in the dugout the whole time really kind of rejuvenated him and especially the success of the team. And uh, I think, uh, you know, he's, what, 64 now? Uh, He basically can manage as long as he wants. I think he's been given the keys to the car here. And, uh, you know, it's his call when he wants to walk away. But right now, you know, he's finally, I think, healthy. He's taking part in some, you know, he's helping out with the coaches on the infield drills, which is something he couldn't do the last couple years because, you know, his foot was in a boot and uh, he's lost some weight. So I think he's – he's feeling pretty good about himself. And, uh, you know, I think he's happy. And, uh, I know, uh, Antonetti, Chris Antonetti was talking about just how much more energy he has. So, you know, that's bound to be a good thing, I think. Yeah. I've
2: got serious questions about, uh, you know, Tito's Italian heritage. If, uh, if he can't cook pasta the right way to, in order to not break his own teeth. This is a guy who sold his own pasta sauce with with his dad, Francona and son's pasta sauce. I had a jar of it. It it, it just, it breaks my heart to hear that it was frozen <laughs> pasta that did his tooth in. Uh, but, but Hey, if uh, you know, uh, losing a tooth is is the worst thing that we can say for Tito this year, I think he'll be in a really good place. Uh, who else? Uh, I see a new, uh, somebody more people joining the chat room here uh welcome to Jeff and to Cindy who just jumped in uh anybody else got a question want to raise your hand and uh, uh you know fire away a question uh seeing none I'll I'll move on to another question I got for for Paul uh bullpen uh we we know that you talked about Karen check there for a second uh we know that Emmanuel Classe was another guy uh that was surprised not being on a a World uh, Baseball Classic roster. Uh, but uh, what do you see uh, ahead for the bullpen this season? Uh, a lot of these guys, a lot of these young guys, like your Trevor Steffens and your Sam Hentges, uh have a year under their belt, uh, have, have things maybe a little bit figured out. Uh, could this be one of the better bullpens in the American League this year?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it, you, you can never tell with a bullpen from year to year, Joe. I mean, you know, uh, guys... You know, hot, the guys that pitch well in the bullpen use get used a lot. Uh, you know, Class A through what over made to over seventy appearances last year. So you know that sometimes that has a uh, you know kind of carryover effect. But I still you know these guys are young enough um, that uh, I think this is going to be a, another strong bullpen. You've got to like the back end with uh, with Class A, uh, uh, Stefan. Um, you know, when Stefan and and, uh, and Hedges and Karen Sheck, you know, those are four guys that, you know, really all throw hard. Uh, you got a lefty in there with uh, with Hankis uh, and, uh, you know, and one another guy that, you know, we've been keeping up with Nick Sandlin, who got hurt during the playoffs last year. He's back. He's healthy. And, uh, you know, he might be, they might kind of nurse him along a little bit, but he should be ready. If not, he's, if, if he's not on the opening day roster, he should be up early. You know, De Los Santos, if he gets past this uh, hamstring injury, had a really good year for him too. And uh, they've got a bunch of young guys in camp. Uh, you know, Tim Heron who had over a hundred strikeouts last year in, in the minors is a guy to watch. Uh, I think, uh, they're they're going to be solid in the pen again, Joe. And and one thing, Class A came to a camp with blue hair, blue and gold hair braids. So if the forty-two saves he he didn't uh, he he had last year didn't stand out enough, now he's you know you can't miss the guy.
2: Hey man, if if he's going to get on that mound seventy-one times this year and throw one hundred and ten miles an hour, uh, he can braid his hair pink and purple for all I care. It's show up. <laughs> and do what you did last year, and they'll be in good shape. Uh, I I think uh, it's a a pretty good sign. You mentioned Tim Heron. Uh, This is a kid that not a lot of people uh, know a lot about, uh, but I know he's been on Tito's radar. He was on Brian Sweeney's radar, uh, the bullpen coach from last year who's now the pitching coach in Kansas City. Uh, Brian Sweeney uh, was, was in camp last year and telling Tito things like, hey, wait till you get a load of this kid. Uh, big, tall, lanky left-hander who who throws hard and hits his spots and has
4: hard, really good breaking
2: stuff. Uh, somebody's got an echo. That's uh, and um, I, I think the 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 comp was the 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 sort of pie in the sky comp was you know uh, an Andrew Miller type uh, that maybe someday they could envision him being like that. So uh, not no pressure on uh, young Tim Heron. But, uh, you know, you've only got to live up to that, uh, that comp. I think it could be impressive. Uh, uh, Next up, uh, Gary has his hand up. Uh, Go ahead, Gary. Hey, uh, how do you think the first base and DH situation is going to play out uh, between Josh Bell, Josh Naylor, and probably a little bit of Gabriel Arias? Um, And then who, who do you think is a better defender? Is it, is it Bell or is it Naylor? At yeah, that,
1: that that's a good question. You know, I, I haven't seen Bell a whole lot. I saw him uh, some in Pittsburgh. You know, when he first came up, and he, you know, admittedly wasn't a, wasn't that great around the bag. Uh, you know, Naylor kind of to me is kind of a little bit underrated. I know he looks he looks better this year. Looks uh, like he's lost some weight. Um, I, I you know he made some nice plays there last year. He's kind of he's not the he's a little awkward, but uh, you know he usually gets the job done. Um, but I would think just, uh, you know, the way this thing is breaking down, I would think uh, Bell will see the um, majority of time at first base. Uh, Naylor will DH and maybe play some right field. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, Arias, I guess, could play over there. He, he certainly did last season a little bit. Um, I would think he's going to be most mostly, you know, second, short, and third. and And, you know, they're going to try him out in the outfield as well.
2: Yeah, any other uh, internal options that they would have had over at first base, at least uh, from this time last year, uh, guys like Nolan Jones or Will Benson or uh, Yu Chang, uh, those guys have all, uh, you know, moved on and and are are with other organizations now. Uh, i got to believe that Bell is going to get the majority of of time over there at first, but uh, I I agree with Paul in in what he said about uh, Naylor being underrated. Uh, you know, he moves around the bag pretty well. And you've got to also understand he was probably playing at about 85% with his uh, feet last year. I would personally like to see a full season of Josh Naylor, you know, 100% on his feet, uh, you know, playing around the bag and, and see what he could do there. Uh, we, everybody, you want to go back to two years ago, the the games in uh, – he he blew like back-to-back games with uh, with errors at first base. I think one of them was in, in Cincinnati. Uh, but, I I, you know, those, those stand out, but to me, he made some really nice plays. Uh, if you think about, uh, that, um, that Josh Naylor game where he hit the, uh, the eight RBIs in, uh, in Chicago, there was a play that Jose Ramirez made that basically saved the game. But if Josh Naylor doesn't scoop that ball at first, uh, the game's over and, and, you know, we're, we're not talking about, uh, that amazing comeback. So, uh, I, I saw him step up and make some some pretty impressive plays uh, around the bag last year. Uh, I just think maybe an opportunity to do more of that uh, could
1: come when he's fully healthy uh, with his feet. Yeah, Joe, and, and another guy to watch at first base, I mean, I don't think he's going to get a, a whole heck of a lot of playing time this spring is uh, John, Kenzie, John Kenzie Noel, just a big dude uh, uh, and uh, hit 32 home runs in the minors last year. It's a guy to watch. Uh, he's on the 40, man, and he's going to play some first, some third, and they're going to move him around in the outfield. So uh, no, another name uh, kind of reminds me of uh, Oscar Gonzalez. He's built along those lines. Yeah, he's, he's a big boy, but he just got traded,
2: Paul. He didn't hear the news. That's right. <laughs> he did. He just got traded from his Dominican uh, winter ball team to another team in the Dominican League. Uh, he'll be playing along with, uh, a couple, with Gonzalez and uh, George Valera. Uh, on uh, on a different team from the one he was on, and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce some of those names out of just respect for the uh, uh, the, the the teams down there. But uh, just know that uh, if you see a headline that says John Kenzie Noel got uh, got traded, that's what they're talking about. Uh, we've got uh, a little bit more than nine minutes left here on this chat before we uh, before we time out. Uh, you guys have been great so far. I want to want to give a shout out to all of our subtext subscribers and everybody who logs in and, and, and provides our questions for Hey Hoinsey or gives us responses to uh, our, when we post a question in, uh, in subtext Uh, it's uh, it's been great talking with you guys and chatting with you and uh, just exchanging back and forth those ideas Uh, for anybody listening to uh, the, the recorded version of this chat uh, you can log on cleveland.com slash subtext and uh, subscribe, $3.99 a month, and you'll get uh, all the text messages from Paul and myself from the road and from the clubhouse and uh, from Tito's office. So uh, go ahead and and do that. Uh, uh, Anybody else have uh, a couple more questions? We can go, uh, Greg, fire away, bud.
3: Well, I I hope that Terry Francona sticks around as long as, you know, until he chokes on frozen pasta. But uh, (laughs) I... I know that Sandy Alomar is there. He feels to me like the heir apparent, and I, I, I wonder. I, I, I get the sense that he doesn't want to go anywhere else. That he doesn't interview. But is he truly the heir apparent? What What do you think? If and when the future is after Terry, uh, Sandy, or or what?
1: Yeah. That geez, Oh man, Greg, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh... You know, I would like to think that that Sandy would get the shot. Uh, And and I think if Sandy had a chance to manage anywhere, he'd want to manage in Cleveland. But, you know, I I, I really kind of go back and forth. I don't think, you know, I don't know if they would give it to him outright. I think it would be an interview process. They bring some guys in, but he certainly, you know, it would have to be. You know, uh, considered a leading candidate to me. Now the question is, to me, does he want to manage? You know, you know, I, I think Sandy's been through the mill. You know, he's been through the uh, the interview process with a bunch of teams. You know, he was the, um, I think the, the fact you know he was they some teams used him as a minority candidate. You know, just to say they they talked to a minority, and um, and I think that that may have turned him off a little bit. Uh, so I think if he wants the job, if he want, I think he wants, he would like to manage, but he's got to be their guy, whoever it is. You know, it can't be, you know, we're going to talk to the 10 guys and we'll get back to you. And I mean, that's, that's just me from the outside looking in. I, I've never really talked to him about it, but that's the impression I get. And I think he do. I think he'd be a great manager. I do. I thought he did a great job. What in 2020 during the uh, pandemic season. <laughs> I thought he really, you know, brought that team home, got him in the postseason, and uh, you know, I think you know he's more he's more than capable enough to manage a big league club. Yeah, uh, you know, for what it's worth,
2: the the sense that I get along the way, uh, along the lines of what Paul said, uh, I I think maybe the the franchise might want to just m- maybe move in a different direction too, bring in uh, a young candidate, uh, somebody uh, uh, more analytical, uh, you know, based and all that. Uh, not that Sandy isn't more than deserving and, and, and definitely deserves a chance at it, but, uh, you know, if he doesn't express a desire to want to do it, then I think they, they move in a different direction. Uh, real quick, uh, let's go with Jeff, uh, unmute and go ahead and, uh, fire away.
0: Hey guys, uh, thanks for doing this. Um, just a quick question. I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but let's assume the team is in contention at the train trade deadline. Are there any names, in your opinion, that are untouchable to move in a prospect for rental-type deal? And as far as you're concerned, is there anyone that the club considers untouchable in their stable of minor leaguers?
1: Wow. You know, that's a good question. I think, uh, you know, we we just haven't seen them make a trade, a a big prospect trade, you know, since – what uh, Andrew Miller right I think maybe right.
2: well Francisco Mejia was yeah. really the top prospect he went for Brad Hand and, and Adam Simber so you know in the past they they've maybe made that move but uh right now I, I you've got to consider the fact that they haven't even seen enough of Daniel Espino to to really uh, have a, a a gauge on him uh he might not be uh untouchable at this point I Gavin Williams, uh, uh, Logan Allen, who are uh, you know? Got, uh, Logan Allen's in camp, uh, but but those guys, the high pitching prospects, uh, definitely, uh, you know, maybe a, a Brian Roque or a George Valera would be un, uh, guys who would be untouchable. You at least want to see what they can do at the major league level.
0: Uh, Tom, fire away. With our glut of uh, middle infielders. Um, what do you think? Do you think there's anything that we might do either before the season starts or around the trade deadline in that area? Um, and with Ahmad Med Rosario being a free agent at the end of the season, do you think they would consider moving him? Maybe if Arias is doing well or or, or something along those lines.
2: I, I think uh, Rosario will be the big name at the trade deadline uh, for for them to be considering. Even if they are doing well, and even if he is doing well, I think he will be the the guy that they will. Uh, he might be their most valuable trade chip uh, come uh, come the deadline uh, because of the growth of Tyler Freeman, Gabriel Arias, and behind them Brian Rocchio, uh Jose Tania, Angel Martinez. You, you've got a lot of names
1: there. Yeah, it'd well, be interesting. It, I, you know, i I like I like Rosario. You know, I I I think Francona likes him, and I I think if they're if they're in contention or they're leading the division, that's a hard trade for me to make. I but but you know I think he would be valuable. You know we've we've seen what what shortstops, you know, have brought on the open market, and uh, what 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 would you get what would you get for Rosario? That's that's a good that's the question. I mean, he doesn't hit home runs, but he gets on base. You know he gets what he had 180 hits last year. Just uh, an interesting situation for sure.
2: All right, Bill's going to take us home with uh, with one quick one, and then we're going to wrap it up here under two minutes.
4: Uh, Hoynesy, what are you hearing about Miles' Straw's knee injury? Is it serious, or just uh, winter uh, rust that needs to be shaken yeah. off?
1: Yeah I think I saw him running around the clubhouse today and he didn't look too bad you know he was he, he didn't look like he was limping I think they were just being overly cautious
2: Well, that that echo makes it sound like Darth Barkhauer out there uh, in uh, you know <laughs> c- uh, coming through uh, it's great uh Bill <laughs> thank you for your questions thank you for sticking around uh, you know uh, coming back to these chats a uh, uh, time and again uh guys that's going to wrap it up for Hey Hoinsy live uh hope you enjoyed the uh the chat uh, we'll we'll try to do uh, a couple more of these throughout the season uh possibly on the nights before uh before off days uh but look for them uh in uh, in the subtext uh, uh chat and for those of you guys uh listening on on the podcast uh keep keep sending in and and, and subscribing and we'll uh we'll, we'll get these out to you as, as we can. Quincy uh best of luck out there the rest of this week and we'll uh we'll talk to you again when you get back to Cleveland.
1: All right, Joe. Thanks guys. Keep sending those hey hoinsy questions in. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you.